hey, if you love Roll For It, watch the cast live every week on Twitch as we continue the story. That's twitch.tv slash rollforitpod. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Roll For It, a D&D podcast with random monsters and epic adventures. Each episode, we will be encountering one of 100 monsters. We never know what we'll face next. Also, we'll be leveling up, meaning our characters will get very powerful very fast. Along the way, our characters will actually be going on a continuous journey that links together the entire campaign. Whether you're brand new to the game or a D&D veteran, thank you for tuning in to Roll For It. And now we are going to continue where we left off with our characters. Hello, I'm Amy, and I'm playing a dragonborn barbarian named Havilar. She is a white dragonborn with silver accenting scales and a long tail. Now she works for the Valinaire family. She is the bodyguard for Valette. Hey, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm playing a halfling bard named Mumps. Mumps, he's a super talented musician. He's a real charming guy, but he's also incredibly, incredibly dumb. Hi, I'm Mary-Kate, and I'm playing Violette Valinaire, the once-sheltered daughter of high-elf nobility, and secretly a sorcerer struggling to control her wild magic powers. And she never goes anywhere without the mirror her mother gifted her on her first day sitting court. I'm going to be the dungeon master. I'm Jake, and I'm going to be all of the characters that are not the three you just heard from. And we're all level three now. Feels good. New fun things. I can rage three times a day. It's pretty good. I received the crown of madness spell, which is really exciting because I love crowns and I love madness. (laughs) I have the spell suggestion. I'm an influencer now. Just call me Mumps Jenner. Oh, goodness, I will. (laughs) After foiling an attempted robbery outside of Castle Viahara and a bizarre encounter with a fairy dragon along the forest trail, you three and your mule Durban have reached the village of Shylock. It seems a small village, but the architecture is fascinating, with homes and little shops carved into enormous trees that tower hundreds of feet toward the canopy. And from here you see a child walking across one of the nearest rope bridges, about 40 feet high, whistling a cheerful tune. Oh my goodness, look at that adorable child! Let's go talk to it! Child! And I yell at the child. Uh, but gently. Child! (laughs) You see that he's actually sporting a goatee. Oh! And he is a halfling. Oh, Havilar. It's, it's I, not a child at all. It's I a... can see that. Thank you, Vaylet, for your comments. Oh, Mumps. my Mumps. gosh. Perhaps you might ask the, the halfling man. Because we're both halflings, we no. know each other. I no. get it. I get it. So the halfling actually looks over at the three of you because you're quite a sight. His eyes widen and he runs off. Oh, you, you've scared it off now, Mumps. Yes, Good me, job, Mumps. Tall walking <laughs> lizard, it was you. <gasps> Well, we should follow. I mean, this is the only way we should maybe find somebody else to but talk to. But it's the only now. creature you know, we see. It's just a moment later when he actually returns, but this time he is with a heavier set halfling male with a large and curly beard. And he says, By the gods, is that the princess? Oh, um, 
Indeed it is. <laughs> Good sir, may we have a moment of your time? We have another halfling down here. That doesn't uh, mean that they know each other, Violet. Oh, you're right. Sorry. You recognize this person. I'm standing obscured behind Havilar. Okay. Come out! Come out! Oh, it's it's an honor. It's an honor. Please, please, come on up. Uh, um, here, let me, let me, I'll, I'll guide you up. Just stay, wait there. He starts to rush his way down. You see him run around on the staircase. You know, Durbin doesn't like heights. I think I should stay down here with Durbin. Mumps, you're coming. I think I should hang back with Durbin. He just became a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and now he's a mule again. He has an identity crisis. I really shouldn't leave him alone. I would like to walk behind a tree with Durbin. <laughs> okay. He gets down to the ground. Uh, my name is Merrick, princess. And he bows down fully in, in a way that you're not supposed to bow. He doesn't know how to bow. Stay away from her. Oh, at least two feet oh, away. Oh, Havilar, they're probably no problem at all. Please. Are you weary from traveling? What what brings you here to our village? Well, um, the royal wedding, which I'm sure that you've heard about, uh, there was a, a little hiccup uh, in the event, and um, the kingdom uh, since disappeared, and now we're just trying to find some answers, and I would love to follow you, but I'm not very familiar with this place, and I was taught that we shouldn't just go to places that we don't know. Havilar? Yes, where are you taking us? Oh, I'm so sorry. I was I was going to bring you into my, my home. I, I live and work in a bakery with my family. <gasps> We will see this bakery, and I will inspect it with our mouths. We will inspect the bakery for any dangerous activity. First, we inspect it with our eyes. With our eyes, Valette. How many times must I tell you? Mumps, where are you? Are you still behind the tree? Mumps does not respond. Going up the stairs, then? (laughs) Oh, so so tell me all about yourself. You said you and your wife own the bakery? Yes, yes. We run it with eight children. <gasps> real children or little halflings? Like, you, do you mean real children? Or? They, there are children. They're grown, but... So they're like they quarterlings. Are... No, they're... Oh, bless. They're Vailette. halflings. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being really Mom says reminded later to educate Violet on halflings <laughs> so that she's a little I more don't sensitive. Know their culture. And uh, you've reached the shop. It smells... Lovely. It's pretty big and, and carved into a tree, and it kind of looks like the Keebler elves work out of this place. How quaint. He invites you in, and everybody's bustling around. Everybody, stop! This is the princess. Excuse me, Merrick. I pull him aside. Violent? No, not violently. Okay. <laughs> I try to be gentle, but I'm very large, so it ends up looking a little violent. Okay. <laughs> Merrick, you may not tell everyone that this is the princess. I will not have a horde I of halflings. I am so sorry. Everybody get back to work. No, I'm playing with the children at this point, and I'm just hugging them all, and so... we don't want to work. <laughs> they're not children, Violet. They're just small. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. They're so tiny. Can it be a day of no work and play only? Of course, of course, Princess. (gasps) Were you all here for... We have business to take care of first, before any play can happen, Vailette. All right, fine. Please, focus on the task at hand. We need to find some answers here. As as Vailette has mentioned, the entirety of Castle Viahara... And its surrounding areas... ...has disappeared. Completely. It's gone. Even my beloved... She's very, she's very upset. If only there was something I could have that would make me feel better. Maybe something succulent, apple-like. Do you have something that she could eat? Yes, of course, of course. (laughs) Anything gluten-free? One of our best-selling dishes, actually. Well, get one, man. I I will, of course. And he calls to one of the workers to retrieve it. Measles! Measles? Please. We have a mumps 
on there. Is Fetch this the apple Danish. Is that Mumps' brother? He brings it over and sets it down in front of you, and it's this twisted, crazy contraption. There's cinnamon and, and apple all throughout it, and Can it looks I do, delicious. I'm um, a perception check to make sure that there's no strange properties. It's harmless, but it's not made with precision. They made it up as they went. Oh, how unique. Uh, would, would anyone like to share? Merrick, uh, Havilar, you haven't eaten in quite some time here. I sniff it, but it looks a little suspicious to me. It smells good. Oh, well, mm, not to a dragon. It smells pretty good. <laughs> All of that is well and good. Veilet. <laughs> yes. Oh, like we were saying, so did you see anything? Have you heard anything? Is there any sort of evidence toward why this has happened? We felt a energy here felt like a gust of wind pulsing in a way it was very strange and we didn't know what to think of it i recommend you speak with madam spriggs madam spriggs Hmm. is she here is she around is she in this village she lives right there actually and he sticks his finger out the window past all these rope bridges nestled in thin twisted branches maybe 200 feet higher than where you guys are right now this is a hut that seems like it's just wanting to fall all the way to the ground that's where madam spriggs lives how does one get there? There's a system of ladders and hmm. step ladders. Okay. And um, Havilar, a moment. Yes. Um, I feel like we should definitely go visit Miss Spriggs, but I feel like we should get mumps because I... I agree. There one more question for you, Merrick. Do you happen to have a son or someone named Mumps? Do you know a Mumps? Yes. Uh, I, I do. <gasps> uh, you do? Yes. You know one or he's related Why to you? Why do you ask? I just oh, noted baby. that your your child was named Measles, and I thought two disease names, maybe it's the same family. Yes, I do have a son named Mumps. <gasps> oh my god. Like, How very Have you come across him in your travels? Uh, no, no. Mm-mm. The princess says no. He kind of thinks back to when he first saw you all. And he's like, is he with you? He's not, not, not with, with us. us. Have a lot of moment. I'm usually a very good liar, but I don't know what the right thing is here. Do you want to <laughs> put Mumps back together with his daddy? I don't know the temper of their relationship. So perhaps you could go get him, and I will uh, sing one last song to these little children here. Absolutely not. <laughs> you will come with me to go get Mumps. You are not walking around here by yourself when with all these people. When have I ever let you down when you've left me alone for one so minute? So many times. <laughs> literally more times than I can count. Fine. Let me sing one little song to the children, and then we can go. One song? Children. Children, 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 baking all the pies. Children, 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 telling no more lies. Children, Beautiful. Children. Um, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> These are our goodbyes. All right. Thank you. Let's go get Mumps. Okay, he's just kind of sitting there. Mumps. We they, have we arrived? Yes. Yep. <laughs> they make it fast. to you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hey, guys, you get what you want? You ready to go? Yeah, we met your dad, but we need your help. Oh, <sighs> Blarf. Why didn't you tell us that that was your father? It's not pertinent information. You know, it's, we're, just, we're just passing through. We're not stopping it's pretty for pertinent. anything. Perhaps he would give us more information if he knew that we were friends of yours. Yeah. Do you guys have, like, a bad relationship? Or, like, what's the issue? You know, you know, you, you grow up in a big family, and maybe you can't always live up to expectations, and maybe you just have different passions than what he wants you to have. It's not, it's not, you know, it's just one of those things. Guys. Is it because you're a bad baker? Yeah, are you a bad baker? Mumps starts to cry. <gasps> oh my oh god! No. Oh no, that means he is, he is a bad baker. That's what that <laughs> I means. Tried, I 
Can you do something? Perhaps another song? Perhaps. Children, children, children. Thinking all the time. Children, children. I'm uncomfortable with this display of emotion. I'm uncomfortable with this song. Oh, fair point. It's terrible. Why are there so many keys? That's enough. Mumps, you're coming with us. Tie Durbin to a tree. Yes, we're leaving, Mumps. But first we must find a woman who's going to give us a new uh, cart to travel that's, in. That's not true. They let <laughs> I switched to Draconic. You know that's not true. <laughs> of course I know that's not true. He's coming with us and that's the end of it. All right, that's fair. Yes, a new cart. If you want, you can try to determine if they're being honest. But if you don't, if you want to just give them all your trust, you can mm. do that too. Mumps is going to give his new friends the benefit of the doubt. <gasps> he trusts them. He hasn't learned yet. He will. Oh, he will. So you guys are starting the climb? Yep. Yes. Mumps, do you know a Madam Spriggs? Yeah, everyone in town knows Madam Spriggs. Oh, good, then. She has the cart. Madam Spriggs mm. doesn't she leave does. her hut. Why would she, she need a cart? She started selling them. Something about inflation. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> well, duh. She never leaves her hut. She wouldn't need a cart. Yes. <laughs> of course she'd give us her cart. Yes, yes. So perhaps you could lead us there? Yeah, okay. Wonderful. All right. Um, some more information that you do know about Madame Spriggs because she's been around forever. She's not a halfling. Nobody's ever seen her outside of her hut, but she often leaves notices around town, like weird witchy things. Look out for a flood of bad dreams tonight. Oh. Or don't eat the apples this week. Mumps deftly and acrobatically makes his way up to the hut. I want to say it's still early morning, so most people are in bed, so you're trying to sneak by without making too much of a fuss. You're getting higher and higher. You have to climb the occasional ladder, walk along a balcony, along some trees that have grown together. You finally reach about 20 feet beneath the hut, where you have to actually just climb a rope to reach the platform where Madame Spriggs dwells. This is an old woman who lives up here? Mm-hmm. She must be nimble. Yeah, very nimble indeed. That was very difficult in my see-through gown, <laughs> I must admit. I'll knock on the door. Madam Spriggs! Madam Spriggs, hello, are you there? I brought a princess to see you. Yoo-hoo. It's only a few seconds before she, she does come to the door. And she pulls it open and looks at each of you sternly and says, um, Ah, yes. I should probably do a different voice. (laughs) She sounds just like me. (laughs) Ah, yes. Mumps, come in. Princess, and you. Please. She doesn't really wait for you guys to enter. She just walks into the hut. Thank you. You have a beautiful home. The branches that are covering the whole outside of the house sort of extend in through the windows, and there's leaves draped all over the walls. It's pretty dark in here. There's not a lot of sunlight that gets in. And there's also vials and different herbs that maybe only grows in the darkness. You're not sure what's going on. Definitely a strange place like an apothecary or a fortune teller. And as you guys enter, she's gathering things up in her arms. She's definitely an old woman, but she carries herself with perfect posture. And her mind is very clear as she walks with purpose to each and every ingredient across her hut that she collects into her hands. I would like to roll an insight check to sense if there's any danger or or her intentions. It's a 19. She doesn't seem like she means you any harm right now, mm. but she's collecting these things and you can tell that they're inspired by your presence, like you mm. spurred this. Uh, sorry to bother you. We heard that you had a cart for sale and we're interested. <gasps> oh. 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 Do your friends have lied to you? <laughs> yes. Um. My, my friends have lied to me? We'll, we'll discuss it later. Madam Spriggs. I want to talk about it now. (laughs) 
Might. I step in front of him and just blot him out completely. And while you're doing that, I'm persuading Mumps that we met him no harm in lying to him. We and only wanted to include him. We, only, we needed him for this mission and we knew that his presence was valuable and that we would never, I would never lie to him again. Mumps is hurt, but is also forgiving. And he hopes that they will be true to their word, that they will never, quote, never lie to him again. But to be fair, it was only Violet that said that, and Havilar is doing her own thing. I am somewhere She else. did not say that. <laughs> Which Mumps does not notice. <laughs> Madam Spriggs, I have heard that you are the person we should speak to for information about any strange happenings. You mean the castle? Yes, Castle Viahara. That is exactly correct. And how it vanished. Yes, that's exactly it. It was really spoopy, yeah. She holds out to you a folded up piece of paper, and she says, you should have read my memo. <gasps> a memo, and I open it up. It reads, beware giant pillar of light in the distance, followed by pulses of magic force. More important than the event, beware its meaning. And be wearing your coats, it's supposed to rain. Beware its meaning. It's gonna rain? Oh, I don't have my coat. This sounds like an attack on the royal family. It certainly does. I'm very nervous. Well, Madam Spriggs, what can you tell us about what we should do now? How can we... What you should do now is gather around. Yes, Viahara is gone, but it is not lost. Or perhaps it is lost, but it is not gone. Okay. That doesn't make sense to me, but please, please enlighten us. Look thee into the fire. She drops her last bit of ingredients into the cauldron and a pillar of smoke comes out, a grayish purplish smoke. Mumps, look into the smoke and tell me what do you see? And since you guys all rolled three times on the D100 last time, that means there were three monsters you were possibly going to encounter this time. So now it's kind of up to you to determine the fate of the party and tell me, do you see a snake or a dragon, or neither. Neither. Yeah, so you don't see a monster in the smoke, but beyond the smoke, you see a monster for a second. You see that Madame Spriggs' face has suddenly turned into this grotesque visage with festering wounds and boils all over it. (laughs) And it's just for a moment, and then the smoke is gone and her face is back to normal. But she has seen you react to her. She's noticed that, and then she turns invisible. Aren't you going to help us fight the evil? I don't like this. I don't, I don't like it either. Do you think she's still in here somewhere? That was clearly magic. You hear a slight creak from somewhere on the floor. Then you see the main door swing open. Well, let's follow her. Well, how am I going to follow her if she's invisible? I Stay behind me, Vahela. What? I, mm. I run at the door. So you see that the rope, which is only about 10 feet past the door on the balcony is wagging. Follow that wagging! Pull it up, pull it up, pull up the rope! I begin to pull up the rope! And you lift it, and it is very light. Then you feel a shove from behind you. (gasps) The hag appears and attacks you. (gasps) No! She's tricked all y'all. Do you guys know what a hag looks like? It's like you picture. Every time I look in the mirror. (laughs) Uh, Boils all over, and she's got a long, crooked nose. She succeeds on her shove, and you tumble forward to make a dexterity saving throw to try and grab on to either the rope or the balcony or something to stop you from falling. My dexterity is not good. Can I do danger sense now? Ooh, yes, to have advantage on this. Right, I want to to use that. 
Natural 20! First one! I take that one. You stop yourself, you turn around fully in combat position, and she draws her sharp claws about like four inches long and scary looking. Unhygienic. Let's do an initiative roll. 17. A one. 19? So you're going to go first? Okay. Can I basically just get her attention away from Havilar, like away so Havilar can get to a safer position? Maybe like a minor illusion? It's like a, a screeching owl. Just has to be frozen. It is. It's like frozen, but it's like just perpetually screeching. A screeching owl I'm appears. I'm sure my birds do that. They just scream. So. And it appears uh, on the ground kind of between you and yes, the hag. Yes, between us and the hag. I guess make a deception check for okay. me. Uh, that would be a 23. That's pretty good. I'm doing all right tonight. I'm doing all right. You distract her, and what that's going to do is give her disadvantage on an attack roll. Okay. But she is going next, and she cries out, You will all die here. <laughs> she swings at you with her sharp claws. Havilar, with disadvantage. Otherwise, that would have hit. Ooh, 14. Is that enough? Yeah. Yep. Oh, Havilar, no. You take 17 slashing <gasps> damage. What? Are you kidding? You're still up, right? What does it mean to be up? You're not dead, right? You have more yeah. than that. Stakes are high. They just got real a lot higher. Oh my god. You take a big slash across your chest. Oh, Havilar, no! She turns to run to the other side of the hut and is now between the tree and the balcony area. All of this suppressed rage that I deal with on a daily basis comes roaring out and I take out my javelin and Mm -hmm. throw it at her. It's 12. She's seeing it coming and she ducks. It sticks into the wood right behind her. Then I move to go where Valette is. I use cantrip true strike on the hag. You can probably see her through the window of the hut since you're still standing in the doorway. Nice. As you focus on her, it's almost like you're zoomed in and you you see her outlined magically in your vision and you prepare yourself to attack next turn. I'm going to use magic missile and try to blast her heart into oblivion. And the missiles spiral around and all hit her directly in the chest, dealing her that full force of 10 damage. She stares at you with this evil look and she screeches in that same exact screech that your owl made. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. (laughs) Why is the hag the scariest monster we've come across yet? It's the hag's turn. She dives through the window that you shot her through. She dives through it into the hut, rolls nimbly on the ground, gets up and grabs two flasks from one of the shells and throws them at the doorway near Havilar and Mumps. A flame ignites that spreads over that area. And I need the two of you to make dexterity saving throws to try and avoid the effect. 15. 15. So you duck out of the way, but the flames lick at your ankles. So you guys both take half of this. God, I can't take this more. A total of three fire damage. Ouch. The hag cackles. I want to use my great sword and chop her head off. I think this will be your first swing with that thing, right? Yes. So you draw out your great sword that you've been training with for years and you close the distance between the two of you and you make a swing. Natural hey, 20. Hey, see, you're rolling good today too, yeah. So you're gonna roll 46 because you critted. She manages to get her arms up in the way but you slash deep into the side of her arm and, and into her chest. Do Black blood one. spurts over the oh, ground. Ew. And a spiritual dragon appears, floats around. <gasps> the enemy in front of you, like, and it's ferocious looking, and it snaps its jaws at the hag. And you've never seen this thing before, but you know it's somehow related to you, this this spirit, this being. 
that you so have just unleashed. Strange. Oh, another cute dragon. <laughs> I love them. And the hag is certainly surprised by all this happening. She's swatting at this thing that seems to be just ethereal. All right, well, uh, I'm going to go right ahead and try to stab her with my rapier. Because why not? I have advantage, so I'm going to try and do better than a two. Why do you? Oh, yeah, because true strength. And I did a four. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's see. Modified. Not going to uh, be great, 10. huh? Okay, so it's a 10. Okay, okay. She ducks out of the way too quick. It's like she sees you last moment. Um, I'm going to move inside the hut, and I'm going to run up to her bare hands, do shock and grasp on her, but I'm going to do that spell empowered. Okay. Yes. So that's a natural 20 plus five. Nice. I think I get her shoulders from behind. You manage to sneak up and grab near her yeah, neck. Yeah, by her neck. And you shock her for 14 damage. And she is still up, but she's Whoa. definitely hurt. She better be. So she's looking at the two of you, but every time she goes to maybe attack one of you, the spirit's right there and jars her away from you, and she realizes that she's meant to strike Havilar. She's getting angrier oh, no. as she's taking more damage, so she looks at you, and her claws come out further than they were before even somehow, and she just thrusts them at you as if to stab you right in the belly. Oh, God. Oh, but no. But you are raging, so you're going to resist half of this damage. Okay. So we'll see what happens. 11 points of slashing damage. That was half? Yeah. I only have three. You're stabbed in the belly, and the spirits blink out, and then you fall backwards, holding your gut as you start to bleed on the floor. Jesus Christ. You are dying. You're not oh dead, God. though. Oh, God. Oh, God. Now, it is your turn, so you need to make a death saving throw. Oh, God. To try not to die. Your target is 10. 11. <laughs> I run over, and I grasp her face in both hands, and I say, Don't you die on me yet, you big bastard. <laughs> I cure wounds on Havilar. How much does she heal for? Uh, for five. So, Havilar, you wake super quickly. You're not really sure how you got... On your back, there's still blood still everywhere. Still bleeding a little bit. If I did another magic missile... She's hitting both shoulders in the middle of the gut. Can I enact my wild magic after that spell? Let's roll for a wild magic surge, possible. So roll the d20. It's a 20. Something crazy Fingers happens. Crossed. Okay, so now you roll a d100. 93. All right, so after you cast that spell, you see the shop around you shrink in size, but then you realize that you're just growing taller. <gasps> Alice in Wonderland. You have to crouch down to stay in the hut or break through the ceiling, but you're towering above the rest of these people oh, now. Oh, Havilar, I'm bigger than you. Oh. You stop growing at 12 feet tall and uh, equally wide, whatever the whatever the dimensions are. I have are. perfect measurements. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the hag, she's going to grab this vial and hurl that at you. This glass shatters on you, and you feel acid start to burn. My perfect bosom. <laughs> and in that see-through dress. Oh, no. It's oh, probably going to do harm to the dress, no. which luckily did grow with you as you, you grew. You have to roll damage for the gown. Yeah, you're right. And she's going to try and flee back out that same window, which at this point, I'm going to allow you to make a melee attack. Yeah, I'd love to swing and like, can I grab my dagger? Sure. You grab your dagger and you thrust out a long extended arm. You see that your dagger is proportionally the same size. It's it's How grown unusual. as well. So you make an attack. Mm-hmm. Very large dagger. At that so point, big. if it's the size of a sword, uh-huh. is it going to do gonna more damage? It's going to deal more damage, yes. Yeah! She's turning to go and you manage to stab her right in the upper chest. She stumbles, but she holds her ground and continues to back towards the window and clumsily hop out of it. So she's she, just on the other side. This hag is really, she's, really good. Seems to be backing towards the rope to try and escape. I leap through the window, brandishing my rapier. I land on her chest and stab her through her heart. Okay, let's make an attack roll. 
Oh, okay. So I have a 17? That is the Good. exact number that you need to hit. To accomplish <gasps> this task. Yeah. So the exact noise that happens as he pierces her heart goes a little something like this. <laughs> Mumps is new to murder. She's a little taller than you, so you're being suspended by your rapier that pierces all the way through her heart. And as she collapses down, she's looking up at you, spitting up some black blood, and she repeats the cry that you just made exactly. You just jump, and then her eyes wide open looking at you with almost a smile, and she she's dead. Kill shot. It's a kill shot. Whoa. Can we immediately start, like, uh, using perception and investigation to check around all the herbs to see if there's anything that can heal us up? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Well, let's have you two do it, because Mumps is outside kind of oh, covered yeah. in blood. Mumps is taking a minute for himself <laughs> here. He's just had a very traumatic experience. I got a 14. A 15. You guys look... If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Look around and you see there's a lot of gross looking stuff that you don't want to mess with, but you also see a potion of healing gold flakes inside of a red misty liquid that seems to always be stirring itself even though it's not moving. There's two of those. One of them is marked with a black X and the other one is marked with a heart well, let's just take them. Let's take them. So the fire actually near the door has spread, oh. so this hut is about to probably go up. Grab everything that you can. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Mumps is at the railing, vomiting off of the side. Mumps, just stop vomiting. committed murder and is quite stricken. Your father is standing only a few platforms down looking up, and, and there's actually a small group of halflings that seem to have seen the closing moments of the battle. Mumps, come on! Yeah, Mumps, come on! Grab some stuff, though, first, please. Okay. Blood, it is invigorating, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> he hurls again. You guys managed to climb down the rope. The hut has gone up in flames in a way that when it collapses, it's barely going to make like a splash it's just it's just up in smoke and you guys are down near the platform where most of mumps's family is hanging out merrick approaches and he says what what happened oh merrick that that woman that you sent us to she turned into a terrible hag and she was attacking us and 
Mumps protected you. Yes, Mumps yes, is course. a hero. Mumps said, let me go with you to see the old woman. And we said, oh, Mumps, please stay behind. And he said, I insist on protecting you two lonely, uh, needy women in need, you damsels in distresses. Damsels in distresses. He's a hero and a friend. We had no idea. I, I swear to you, I'm so sorry that you were put in danger, but Mumps, bravo, Mumps. Do you mean it, Dad? Did I make you proud? He comes over beside you and he puts his hand on your shoulder and he says, Did you hear that, everyone? Mumps, a hero. My son, Mumps, he's a hero. Mumps sheds a single tear and embraces his father. And people are starting to clap and cheer. We were wondering if you could maybe do something for us. We have these two vials here, and we're looking for someone that can detect um, if they are uh, positive healing potions so that we may heal our wounds. As you can see, that we've taken a lot of damage. And don't say Madam Spriggs. <laughs> he says, I believe someone will be able to point you in the direction of the nearest uh, magic user that might have better knowledge of this, but there is none in this village. Maybe there you will get the answers you sought here and did not find. Well, I should hope so. Thank you, Merrick. Oh, I kind of forgot to mention, you should still be about 12 feet tall at this point. <gasps> oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, oh goodness, I need to. Oh. oh, my dress has taken so much damage. Perhaps do you know of a tailor who makes very large clothes? We could sew some cloth together, probably. No, no, I, I refuse. Mean, I don't. Veil it, veil it, veil it. Everything I mean, will be all right. And I'm just talking, no. shouting at her because she's so tall. Giant, avoiding giant teardrops as they fall. I uh, turn to Veilette and I, I give her a little poke on the knee, a little tug on the dress, and I say, you're 12 feet tall. I mean, you've been given a great gift. You're the biggest creature in this whole realm, and that's something that no one else can say and that no one else can take away from you. I want someone else to take it away from me. My persuasion is unsuccessful. <laughs> As you're actually saying that, you're engrossed in it, so you don't notice that she actually is going back to normal size. Bailette. What? Please, look at me. Oh. I'm bigger than you oh. again. Oh, thank goodness. Oh. Merrick decides to hold a celebration for the lot of you to celebrate his son being in town. And he serves you the new dish that the bakery made since you since you left and you've never seen it before. It's this super weird, all spontaneous and artistic, and there's there's apples thrown in there, and they call it the mumps. Oh. <laughs> it's your favorite. Rolls dish. over like a dog, apparently when he's very yes. touched. Mumps is indeed very <laughs> touched. Do you want to be wearing your damaged dress at this feast, or do you want them to... I would love to embrace the culture of the halfling, so okay. I'd love it if they could construct something for me to wear. Plus, my dress is see-through, and it's quite inappropriate. You basically end up getting a double-layer dress because it's sort of a dress stitched to another dress okay. to okay. fit you. <laughs> I love it! <laughs> so, that's it. Whoa. How's everybody's characters feeling? Violette is happy to be at her normal size, feeling beautiful and a little hurt, but happy about the victory. She dances at the feast with all of the little children that are actually grown people. They laugh and enjoy each other's company. So many events that happened. The strange dragon vision that appeared, and she's shaken to her core by the fact that she died and came back, sort of, bringing back lots of bad memories. 
that she wants to ignore and focus on the task at hand, which is getting Veilet back to the castle. At the feast that night, Mumps performs an epic ballad for the entire town and gives a recounting of the battle to an enraptured audience, and he goes to bed very happily for the first time in many years. Thank you for tuning in. Is there anything else we would like to add before we go? Oh, yeah. What did she say to us about Viahara? Gone but not lost, or maybe it is lost but not gone. So she gave us nothing, no information whatsoever. No, no, but I she's, murdered her. So. She's told <laughs> us that it is somewhere to be found. It's not destroyed, it's somewhere else. That's something. That's, That's yeah. something. Hope. So I they're guess. all alive somewhere. She gave us hope. See you next time on Roll Forwards. Bye. DM Jake here with a reminder to keep up with us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, I don't know, all of it. And if not, have a great summer, a.k.a. hags. Am I right? You get that reference? You too young? Too old? Let me know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, this is DM Jake. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. We can't tell you how much we appreciate your support. If you want more adventures from these characters, we're continuing the story live each week on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash rollforitpod. Tune in to watch the cast take on levels 11 through 20 and interact with us as we play. You can catch sessions you might have missed on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rollforitpod. See you there.